Have a dope day. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. You know my question of the day. How are all God's blessed and highly favored people doing today? I'm going to tell you how we're doing. This is how we should all be doing. We should all be feeling great because we are created in his image. We are heirs through his son, Jesus Christ, and we are wonderfully made. Amen, right? So, can I tell you something? When you know who you are, you are the most powerful person created, right? 
And that's the most important thing that we as Christians should remember. Because we come from royal DNA. Royal DNA. 1 John 4 and 4 tells us, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. And we need to remember that we are children of the Lord. And when we're children of the Lord, we are unstoppable because God is unstoppable. But can I tell you that sometimes that is the hardest thing for us to remember. That is the hardest thing for us to keep believing in ourselves that we are unstoppable because we are a child of God. We allow fear and anxiety to run our lives. But that's not how God created us. Can I tell you that is not how God created us? God created us to have dominion. But as we all know, taking it back to the beginning, that was relinquished to the devil back with Adam and Eve. When they gave up the rain, they gave it up to the evil one. But, but, thanks be to the Most High God, because he created a way for us to be reconciled back to him and how we can show our light to the world. So he created A, reconciliation back to him, and B, how we can show our light to the world. And that is because of our first connection through his son, Jesus Christ. Right? Because we're the connection between the world and the father. And he made that connection possible because of his son, Jesus Christ. So when we're connected through Christ, then we're connected back to God. Which leads me to our topic for today. And our topic for today is, have your eyes been opened? We're going to take our scripture reading from Ephesians 1, verses 17 to 19. And I'm reading from the Amplified Version this morning. Ephesians 1, 17 to 19. I also pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation that gives you a deep and personal and intimate insight into the true knowledge of him. For we know the Father through the Son. And I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, may be enlightened flooded with light by the Holy Spirit so that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, God's people, and so that you will begin to know what the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power 
is in us who believe. These are in accordance with the working of his mighty strength. Now, praise be the reading of God's word. But do you see in just those three scriptures? Blow your mind information, right? In these scriptures, we have a very powerful statement of what Paul wants God to do for us. He here, right here, he meaning Paul, but here we have Paul speaking to the people of Ephesus and he was stating how he was praying to God that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, right, who is the father of glory, Grant us the spirit of wisdom and of revelation. Now that right there, if he would have just stopped right there, we would already have enough to unpack. Because if God grants us the spirit of wisdom, just take wisdom on its own. And we all know what the spirit of wisdom did for Solomon, right? If you ever read, um, go back in the Old Testament, when you read about Solomon, who was David's son, he prayed for wisdom and God gave it to him. And you will be able to see both the good and the bad side of having too much wisdom, right? Because although the Bible tells us that my people perish for lack of knowledge, if you look at some of the things that happen when people had too much knowledge, and we see evidence of that today, it could actually get out of hand with the way the human mind works, right? But Paul was asking that God grant us the spirit of wisdom and of revelation, meaning to give us deep and personal insight into the true meaning and knowledge of who he is. Now, see, if we take that wisdom that Paul is asking him to impart into our mind and we use it for the right purpose, meaning to get to understand God better, do you know what that would do for us as individuals? Just think about it. Just think about it. If we had wisdom... And through that wisdom, we gained knowledge about God, right? Look how much closer our walk would be with him. Because it's only when we know who we are in Christ that we can truly live our lives free from bondage. And I'm not saying bondage because we're walking around in chains, because we're not walking around in chains, literally, but our mind can chain us to certain situations, certain people, just certain patterns of thought that can hinder us from being who we're supposed to be in God. So, if we 
totally became aware of how much Christ-like characteristics we possess. Could you imagine how we would be? We would either be like Binky in the brain wanting to take over the world or we'd just be dumbfounded where it would be too much for some of us to handle and our heads would explode. But that all comes from when we use the wisdom contrary to gaining a better understanding for closeness with the Lord. Now, if we take the wisdom and just want to do whatever we want to do with it, yes, of course, it's going to cause us problems. But when we keep it centered on who we're supposed to keep it centered on, then everything would turn out all good, right? So Paul was saying that he wanted the Holy Spirit to open our eye, open the eyes of our hearts and enlighten us to all the goodness that God has for us. Because remember, when we did the armor of God back in the day, <laughs> it seems like so long ago, that we were talking about the heart being our source of all life. That's why we were wearing that breastplate because we had to protect our heart because out of the heart, the issues of life flow, right? Everything that we do comes from the heart. Even if we don't realize it, we think it comes from our head, but most of the time it's coming from our heart, which then feeds it into our head, which then makes us act it out, right? It doesn't come into our head first and then we say, oh, let's put it in our heart. No. How you respond to things, how you react to things comes from your heart first. Because half the times things will come out of your mouth, you wouldn't even realize until something happened and it triggered that heart. It didn't trigger that brain, it triggered that heart. Because that's where all those emotions and all, everything is in there that we don't even know half the time what's in there. So if we ever really took the time to understand that what Christ stands for, what he was made up of, his character, only then would we be able to understand who we are and what we possess through him. What we inherited when we believe that he is our savior. And that goes far beyond, far beyond being saved from just going to hell. I mean, yes, that's one of the perks when you believe Christ, you know, it's the son of God, that he died on the cross, that he rose again in three days, that he took the keys from the, you know, from the devil for death. And But that's not the only reason why we should want to be saved. When we become saved, we are the sons and daughters of the Most High, right? Omnipotent God, the creator of all things that have ever been created. Just thinking about that, just if you just think about that alone, you know what? My father created Everything that belongs in this in this whole entire earth, whatever you can think of, my father created. 
That right there is enough to make you have walk around with this arrogance, right? And that's why he always reminded us now not to allow pride to get the best of us. Because when you walk around and you take it off of him and you put it on you, that's when you could become prideful. Because yes, you're supposed to be happy and be able to know all these powers and all this information that you possess about yourself because yes, you're supposed to feel good about yourself other than having the enemy beat you down to feel bad about yourself. But when you put yourself above God, that's where the problem comes in. But he has no problem with you walking around saying, my father is blah, la 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 la, and my father can do. And because of he who lives in me, I'm capable of doing. Oh, he loves that. He loves when you boast on who he is. He just doesn't want you boasting on yourself like it was you of yourself that has done all these things. So when you think about when you think about just who you are, and that's what Paul was saying, he wanted our eyes to be opened to the revelation of who God is and who we are in him because of his son that would help us defeat the enemy, right? Because the enemy acts like a bully in a schoolyard. Think about it. He acts like a bully in a schoolyard. And when you mention, okay, imagine this. They have a bully in the schoolyard, right? And he's going around. He's terrorizing all the kids, you know. Oh, you know, I'm going to beat you up at three o'clock. Be here at three o'clock after school, blah, blah, blah. Word gets around. But then... When the bully finds out who your older brother is, right? And Christ is our older brother, right? So when the bully finds out who our older brother is, it makes him look at us in a different way. It makes him kind of back up off of us, right? Because especially if we stand in who our brother is. Now, if you just go to the schoolyard at three o'clock and just act like, oh, you know, I'm so afraid the bully is going to get me. Yeah, he's going to get you. He's going to get you. But if you go there to the schoolyard and be like, hmm, I don't think you want to mess with me because I'm a child of the most high. My brother is Jesus Christ. And you know what comes from that. Do you know who my family is? When you approach the enemy in that manner, he has to back up off you. He has to back up off you. Yeah, he's going to keep trying to get you. He's going to taunt you. That's what bullies do. But when you face him, He has to back up off of you. So you should always walk as though your big brother is always with you right there. Because in actuality, he is there. The Holy Spirit is with us always. Greater things we will do, right? That's what Christ said to us in John 14, 12 to 14. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the father may be glorified in the son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Hello? And that is the hardest 
thing for us to wrap our heads around. Right? As Christians, we make this walk so difficult. And I'm not saying that it's not difficult. It becomes difficult when we forget who we are. Right? Because think back. Think, here I am. I'm always taking you guys back. Even though... And every time I say that, I'm like, we're not supposed to be looking back. We're not supposed to be looking back. No, I don't want us to look back and live in the past. No, yesterday is gone. Yes. But sometimes, sometimes you need the Holy Spirit to bring back to your remembrance the reason why you became saved. And when you think about when you first decided, you know what? I'm going to surrender my life to the Lord. You believe that Christ was everything. Everybody comes to the Lord with that. Oh my God, if I only knew this sooner. Right? Nobody just walks up to, yeah, I'm ready. Nobody walks up with that attitude. Nobody, because when you walk up with that attitude, you're really not ready. You're really not ready because you're thinking that you're doing God a favor when you walk up with that type of attitude. When you come with an open heart, Pouring how you feel. Oh my God, forgive me. (laughs) Please forgive me. Because you really realize who you are and what you've been doing. That day is such a release. It's like a whole weight has been lifted off of you, right? So when you think about when you first had that feeling and you believe that Christ was everything and you were the worst sinner in the world, but yet he loved you and he died for you. And you had absolutely nothing to offer him. You had absolutely nothing to give him in return. All you had to do was believe that he was who he was. That's what faith was. That's exactly what faith was. Right. Faith allowed us to believe, although we couldn't see anything. It allowed us to believe that everything that we heard was true. Right. And when we believed that it was like we were already walking in the spirit because we were already believing everything without having evidence of seeing anything. We believed it. And that's the same thing today. That's the same thing today. But we think because we're saved, we have to start doing all these things, imposing all these rules and regulations upon ourselves that God never imposed on us. He never imposed it on us. And we revert right back to the thinking of the more we do, the better we become, right? When doing things in that manner is living by sight. Because we want to see, 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 do, do, do. Who's doing this? I saw this. This is that. It's the greatest. It's that. Oh, the more I do, the more they see, the better I am. No. All God wants us to do is to get to know him better. And when we know him, we want to please him. Hence, walk away from the flesh. Because let me remind you of something. Think about this. And when I was writing this, this came to my mind. Think about this. 
when you are smitten with someone and the best the best example of this is to say love because love when you fall in love it could be that is a roller coaster of a ride but yet we all love to feel it we all love that first feeling of oh my god he is so dreamy or she is fine you know what i'm saying Everybody loves that. Did you see so-and-so? And you get the butterflies and you get the sweaty palms and you start to feel hot all of a sudden. Yeah, all those things happen. Listen, when that heart starts honing in on something that you like, a car, a job, like I said, a person, anything that you love, anything that's giving you that, oh my gosh, I I am so in love with this. You'll do anything for it. Think about it. You'll do anything for it. You start doing crazy. Oh, I got to work overtime in order to pay that car now. Oh, I'm going to get a second job. I want that car. I'm going to get a second job. Oh, I want to, I want that promotion. I'm staying late. I'm going to show the boss that I am the best one here. That Oh, nobody could do that job better than I can. Or, oh my gosh, he's looking at me. Oh, I'm going to pull out them. I'm going to pull out that dress I bought last week. Yeah, I said I wasn't going to wear it before a special occasion, but child, lunch is a special occasion. You do so many things that you wouldn't normally do. But just think about if you had that love for Christ, if you had that love for God, if you kept that love that you had from the beginning when you gave your life to him. Do you know how you would live your life if you constantly felt love for God. And I'm not saying that you don't love God. Don't start yelling at me. Oh, is she accusing me of not being? No, I'm not accusing you of anything. When I pose these questions to you, I'm asking you to examine yourself. And sometimes as a Christian, especially if you've been walking this walk for years, sometimes you need to take a second look and really examine that heart of yours and see if you really still love God the way you did the first day. That's why in Revelation, when Christ went back to the churches and was talking to them, And he told the church, you walked away from your first true love. Because we could get so caught up in things of religion, so caught up in missionary work. And don't get me wrong, okay? I don't want any of this to be taken out of content because I say what I say. I'm not saying you can't do missionary work. I'm not saying you can't feed the homeless and clothe the homeless and But all that would come as a natural response to you loving God first. We should always have our love for him first before any type of works. Even when we're doing something for others, it should always be God first. And when you have God first, he's automatically going to show you what it is that's going to please him because our ultimate reason for being here is to give him glory. At the end of the day, our ultimate reason for being creative was 
to give him glory. And when you show him love, it would automatically, oh, I want to get to know him better. Oh, I want to spend more time with him. Because whatever you love, you always want to be around it. Whatever you love, you always want to be immersed in it. It just You just want it to be around you 24 hours a day when you're in love with something or someone. God wants that. God wants him to be the thing, to be the person, to be the situation, whatever you want to call it. He wants to be the one that you are totally enamored with. Right? Because that's what spiritual maturity is all about. The more you grow in him, the more you get to know each other, the more you want to be around him. True intimacy with the Lord, right? Because the more you want to be around them, the more time you want to spend with it. I don't want anybody else to interrupt this conversation I'm having with God. It's just me and him, right? Because that's what you want. It's like date nights, right? What we call date nights with humans. God wants you to have that same, oh, I can't get I can't wait to have this date night with the Lord. And with that, I guess I've given you guys enough to ponder for right now. We're going to take a music break. You have been listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn, what Brooklyn sounds like. Jesus, the living truth and life You have never lied Everything that's come from your sacrifice is permanent And it can never be done But I'm like Peter on the water The winds and pressures blowing me over Everything you are fills the depths of my mind But my reality is yet to align But these moments where I'm stumbling in my faith Will never ever negate Now the truth still remains You have freed me from everything That made me feel like I wasn't worthy I know this is all in me, but I need it to become my reality. Father Lord, take from my mind and make whatever, which I've only known in theory. Help me believe, I begin to see.
is just a moment in time This too shall pass by And I know through our different moments in life I will face tests and trials So Father help me see Even when I feel defeat And even when I can't feel the ground under my feet That these moments where I'm stumbling in my faith Will never ever negate That the truth still remains You have freed me from everything That made me feel like I wasn't worthy No, this is only me But I needed to become my reality
When the giant's tower over my faith And I'm frozen by the battles I face There is just one place I go to be Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. You have been listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn, What Brooklyn Sounds Like. It's now time for the part of the show that I call Op-Ed. But before we get there, 
let me tell you what our musical selections have been for today. Of course, you know, we always open the show with Making Changes by Grace. We heard In Theory by Grace Tenna. We heard High by Jerub. And we heard In the Arms by Terrain. So now, when I tell you, okay, remember when I said, and I know I say a lot of stuff, so it's probably hard to remember what I said, but I'm going to remind you what I said. How when I say, when you read the scripture, sometimes you need to just take one and hold it and see how, you know, what God is trying to tell you through that scripture and try to really understand what it's saying. What I'm saying to you today about when I went over the scriptures, Ephesians 1, 17 to 19, what Paul was really telling the people was the way that they could get a better understanding of who they were in God's eyes, who they were through Christ because of what he did. He wanted God to open up their hearts to illuminate everything of why he called them, right? Because scripture verse 18 says, and I pray that the eyes of your heart be enlightened by the Holy Spirit so that you'll know and cherish the hope, the confident expectation to which he has called you, right? He wanted us to begin to know the greatness of his power that was in us who believe and that everything that we do works in accordance with him. So when you think about how you walk around sometimes, how you're feeling defeated, how you're feeling beat down, that's because you're not remembering who you are. And it all comes from not knowing and growing closer to God. Right? Because that was the purpose of Christ. There was only one way for us to get back to the Father. The door was open when Christ took the keys. Right? Because it had been locked to us from before. We had that distance between us. And if you remember back in the Old Testament, God had to come talk to the people through prophets. So, If the people didn't hear from a prophet, they didn't know what God was saying to them unless he went directly to them and talked to them. And they had to do that. They had to pray. They had to always get, oh, God, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? But today, today, because we have Christ who died for us, who bridged that gap, who we now have the Holy Spirit living with us, it's so easy for us to tap into God. It's so easy because he's with us all the time. Right? So, It's like you live in your house, but you walk around your house like you're a guest, right? Oh, should I go in the refrigerator? I'm thirsty. Should I wait for them to offer me something to drink? No, if you live there, you go to the sink, you go to the refrigerator, and you get what you want. That's how God wants us to be with him. Not worrying about how we're going to do this and that or get this and that. He just wants us to live because, you know what? I'm living I'm following what God wants me to do, and that's it. But, and here's here's where it becomes most important. 
most important. When you get to know God, you have to have a balance because some people, you hear how some people say, oh, you're so heavenly bound, you're no earthly good, right? But when you know God, God is balanced. God is balanced in everything that he does. He doesn't want it to be that you're so immersed in everything of heaven and so spiritual that you can't deal with the people right there in front of you. But yet he doesn't want you to be so immersed in works, 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 doing good for people who need it because this is what God wants us to do. He wants us to take care of the poor. He wants us to take care that you forget who it is that you're doing it for, right? So you have to have that balance. Everyone has to walk around with that balance and that's the hardest thing. And that's what the enemy always wants to do. He wants to beat us over the head to make us forget the balance because if he's constantly beating you over the head, you're no good, you're this, you're that, you used to be this and that, you're still doing this and that because we know we are still doing this and that, right? But because we are living life. So of course, every now and then we're going to still do this and that, but that doesn't change who we are. That doesn't change who we are. It doesn't change the fact that we could take it back to our father and be like, oh my gosh, did you see what I did? This and that. Because he already saw it. He already knew you were going to do it before you did it. But when you take it to him in conversation, you know what, God, could you, did you just see when I did this and that? So if you get to him before the enemy gets to him, then you don't have to feel guilty because when the enemy gets to him and tells him, you're looking at him like, oh, please, I told him that last week. Where have you been? Because you're keeping the balance. You're keeping the balance. And Second Peter 1, 2, and 3 tells us, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. So everything that we need has been given to us. Everything that we need for this life, for this walk in life, for this journey that we have to do, for this purpose that you feel he's called you to, you have everything that you need right there within you right now today to do whatever it is that you have to do. All we have to do is do what he gave you to do. Be you. Don't try to be the next one. Don't try to do what the others are doing. Because that's when you get caught up in the envy and the strife and the, oh, I wish I had, I wish I was, I wish I could have. No. Look in the mirror. This is what I have. This is who I am. This is what I do. Because he's given us each our own assignment. Each one of us, he's given our own assignment. And everything that we need for that assignment is already in us. All the things that we need for life, happiness, joy, health, peace, confidence, all come through the knowledge of knowing who we are because of him. All our hope was found in Christ. And breaking news, everything that we look for, he's already given to us. So when we pray to God, We shouldn't be, God, give me more. We should be, God, show me how to tap into everything you've already given me. God, 
show me how to spend more time with you so that I understand who I am, so that I don't have to ask you to show me how to tap in. Because if I understand who you are, it's going to already shed light on myself so I know who I am. Right? And once I understand who you are and then I see myself through you and I know who I am, then I know how to walk in this life because I know who I am. And I only get that because I see you. It's just like a child looking at a parent. They see what their parents do. They know who their parents are. And oh, wow, yeah, I, I do make that chocolate cake like my mom did. I do like to see flowers around that. Just little things. And when you understand your parents, you understand why you did certain things that you did. Oh, now I know why I fly off the handle when somebody says, because my mother used to fly off the handle. The good and the bad, the balance. See, here I go with the balance again. Because you're not going to be all good. You're not going to be all bad. God is all everything, okay? He's all everything. Yes, he he loves everyone. He loves everyone, but he has where if you're not doing the right thing, he's going to chastise you and it's going to be in love. You're not going to like it, but he's doing it out of love. The balance. Here we go with the balance. And we have to know how to keep that balance even for ourselves. And that balance has to come in for ourselves way before we even can exercise it on somebody else because we can drive ourselves crazy not having the balance, right? So those things we have to keep in mind. And... I'm not saying that in doing this walk that everything's going to be easy, right? You are going to come into some things where the balance falls off some days. You know, some days you're just not in balance. And Jesus told us it was going to be like that because he experienced it himself, right? John 16, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And when he said he overcame the world, that allows us to overcome the world. Because remember, we're seeing ourselves through him. So if he was able to do it, we could do it. Right? We just have to remember who we are and who we belong to. That's the most important thing. And I think that's what trips us up the most. We forget who we are. And if we just wake up, like I said, before you plant those feet on the floor in the morning, thank you, Holy Spirit, for allowing me to wake up. Thank you, God, for waking me up because I know you have something for me to do today. All glory is going to come to you, God, for everything that I do is for your glory. Show me who I am. Show me what you would want me to do today and how I should do it. If that's your prayer when you wake up in the morning, He's going to guide you. Yeah, the devil's going to be like, <laughs> she want to know? Yeah, well, let him send her out there. I got this big brick that I'm going to hit her over the head with. He may hit you over the head with the brick. Yes, but there's the balance. There's the balance. And remember, he can only hit you over the head with the brick if God allowed him to. Mm, remember, anything that happens to a Christian, he has to go to God first and ask before he can touch you. So keep that in mind, too. If he's hitting you with the brick, maybe it's something you need to pay attention to. And we already talked about that from before. But today I want us to just keep focused on what Ephesians told, what Paul was telling 
the people of Ephesus and what Ephesians 1, 17 to 19 told us. Let the Holy Spirit illuminate everything in your heart so that you would want to get to know God better and in getting to know him better makes you a better person because then you can better understand who you are and what he created you to be. And with that, I see my time is growing short. We are here. That ends up Ed. We have our word of the month, which is heed, pay attention to, take notice of, give consideration. Yes, we're doing all those things this month. We're paying attention. And this is the month of Thanksgiving. So we are giving thanks and praise. Do little things. If somebody does something for you, say thank you. Be grateful. Be grateful. Even just as a little bit, be grateful. And our promise for this week is 2 Peter 1 and 3. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, right? He's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So let's tap into it. Let's tap into all that that he's put inside of us so that we could be the best that we're supposed to be. I do have a little bit of housekeeping that I want to add. Um, they're going to have music and trivia at the Star Bar on Tuesday, November 14th at 6 p.m., a night of musical delight. So if any of you want to come for a little fun night out, gather with your friends, you know, it's getting ready to be the holiday season. People are going to start gathering with each other. Started off this Tuesday, November 14th at 6 p.m. at the Star Bar, where they're going to do music trivia at night. So with that, I say my lovelies. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Enjoy your week. Take your time with the scriptures. Don't just read when you're reading the word and say, oh, I got to read this chapter, that chapter, this chapter, that chapter. No, when you breeze through the chapters like that, are you really understanding what you're reading? Yeah, you're reading the, the Bible in a year, but did you understand anything you read? Hello? If that means that you're only going to read one scripture and you're like, oh, wow, what did he mean by that? And it takes you all week to get an understanding that maybe that's where you needed to stay. Maybe you don't need to read the Bible in a year. How about that? Because you could really read the Bible in a month if you wanted to. You could sit there and read it every day. But did you understand what it said? Did you really get the meaning of what he was talking about? It's not one of those books that you just want to rush through. I look at the Bible as being like a reference book, like an encyclopedia when you're like, oh, what what, what, what does this mean? Where's the scripture for it? It's not something that you just read and be like, okay, I know it. Let me just go. No, it's packed with so much stuff. So I, with all that, I just say, take your time so you can get an understanding. And that's in getting that understanding, you'll get to know him. And it goes right back to what we talked about earlier. And I'm not going to rehash that all over again, unless you did a replay. <laughs> Well, with that, I say everybody have a blessed day. And until God brings us together again next week, we're going to dance this one out as usual. Peace. Esplay on the track.
big flex My team up next God works, I rest My life, movie Do my dance for the Lord, I'm groovy My life, movie Do my dance for the Lord, I'm groovy She lit in real life Love God, that's my type I praise, it's a vibe When I praise, it's a vibe Ay. God's great, that's no lie Ay. Yeah. I'm the full God, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm vibing I'm vibing yeah. I'm the full God, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm vibing I'm vibing God for this, no wonder I'm shining I'm shining I'm the full God, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm vibing I'm vibing yeah. I'm the full God, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm vibing We vibing I'm the full God, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm vibing We vibing God for this, no wonder God's been good to you. I'ma just need you to put your hands up. Just put your hands up and uh, vibe with me. Uh, yeah. Ain't no blessing missing. Ain't no blessing missing me. Ain't no blessing missing. Ain't no blessing missing me. Ain't no blessing God has said is meant for me. It's missing me. Ain't no blessing God has said is meant for me. It's missing me. 